Dicko with the WCC Weekly Recap for Gonzaga Nation SI. Well, finally got some games played in the WCC this week, and there were some good ones, there were some clunkers, and there were also uh, a blowout or two um, on the on the schedule. Uh, looking forward to this week. This week, we're somewhat getting back to normal. If you look at the upcoming schedule, which we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, there's a game on Monday, USD and Pepperdine, and a game Wednesday, Santa Clara at Pacific, and then we start getting back to a normal Thursday-Saturday schedule. Uh, but some teams still have got to, uh, I guess you could say, pick up the pieces and, and reschedule those postponed games. So BYU, the only team right now uh, to have played two games, everyone else uh, is either has not played or they've played one game. So um, over the past week, a couple games to touch on is – uh, obviously, this being Gonzaga Nation SI, we'll talk really quickly about Gonzaga. That, that first minute 51 uh, is the best I've seen Gonzaga play this year. They jumped out on a 10-0 lead, and the crispness on the offensive end as far as moving the ball, sharing the ball, quick decisions was impressive. Defensively, they were climbing up into guys getting after them. Um, it was just a really good effort coming back off of the uh, the Christmas break pause and then the COVID pause. So it was almost like back-to-back pauses for Gonzaga. So for them to come out with the energy, the attention to detail, and the crispness was impressive. So they won 117-83. to 83. As if you're a Gonzaga fan, you probably know. Um, a lot of people I know were like, man, they gave up 83 points. Isn't that a lot? Well, yes and no. Yes, because it's 83 points. No, because the game was played at such a fast pace and a fast tempo. When you look at the, the, the points per possession breakdown, Gonzaga was off the charts. They were over 1.3 points per game. Uh, they're right around 1.21 on the season, which puts them number two in offensive efficiency on the year. Defensively, you know, they were, I believe it was 0.84 points per possession, which is awesome, which is great. Um, you know, I, I would love to see more games played at that breakneck speed um, because when you have that much talent, as such as Gonzaga, you give your players more possessions to allow their talent level to extend away from their opponent's talent level. Um, I've always felt that. Uh, I think that was a great, great example because, um, you know, that game was 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 over early, but Gonzaga continued to put the foot on the on the gas, uh, and they played really well. Uh, Pepperdine did have a couple bright spots. Max Lewis, uh, Houston Millette, uh, Mike Mitchell Jr., I think a couple really good freshmen, some pieces for Pepperdine to build on, um, but they're just not there yet. They're not ready yet. Um, but I think if you look a year or two down the road, <clears throat> excuse me, a year or two down the road, uh, their guards uh, could be uh, – something to deal with in the WCC, that's for sure. Other game to look at for the past weekend is San Francisco um, was able to beat the Toreros at home, 88-73. Three really good performances from the Dons. Khalil Shabazz, 27. Masalski, 21. That's an odd one because he just played at USD a season ago. The COVID year that's been granted by the NCAA, Allows him to look elsewhere. He's now playing for USF, so it's kind of like an intra-league transfer, and he's been great for Todd Golden and USF so far. And then Jamari Bouye, 
Um, he would be, as of now, he or Barcelo would be my choice for WCC Player of the Year outside of any Gonzaga players. Uh, Bouye keeps his his hot streak going with 19 points in, in that win. Uh, and then the <clears throat> game, well, last week I spotlighted a game. It was USF and Santa Clara um, to watch. Well, that game didn't happen because of, of COVID postponements. So USF had to play USD with a quick rearrange. But the one that now caught my eye, uh, and I kept close tabs on Saturday as it went, was BYU at St. Mar- and St. Mary's um, in Provo. That was <clears throat> that was a an interesting game to say the least. I mean, both teams are built on the offensive end. BYU has played as fast as anybody under Dave Rose, and now with Mark Pope taking over, I believe in his fourth year, they still play very fast. There's been a little bit more attention to detail defensively than under Dave Rose, um, but you think of up and down fast, and then you think of St. Mary's. They don't play as fast, but they're very efficient. They're crisp on the offensive end. They execute extremely well. They typically got a low post presence and then spread it around with shooters. And then they've got lots of good pick and roll actions uh, to keep you honest as well. So you think of offense when you see these two teams. Well, that was not the case on Saturday. It was all about defense. BYU came up with a 40, 52 to 43 win. BYU only shot 39% from the field. They were one of 13 from the three-point line. Our Alex Barcelo, one of the best three-point shooters in the country, 0 of 5 from beyond the arc. And it doesn't get any prettier for St. Mary's. Obviously, you only scratch out 43 points, you're going to struggle. Uh, 29% from the field, 19 turnovers. 19 turnovers um, for a St. Mary's team is unheard of. I mean, if St. Mary's starts getting into the 15 turnovers in a game range, um, you know, that that's cause for concern for that particular game. So uh, I'm sure lots of things for both teams to look at on the, on film to improve upon on the offensive end, on the defensive end, both teams, you know, executed their scouting report pretty well, took away strengths, uh, created some problems. So um, those were the three games to recap over the weekend. Um, As mentioned, there's been some reshuffling of the schedule for this upcoming week due to COVID. We've got games Monday, USD at Pepperdine, which I touched on. Santa Clara finally gets back into action after a COVID pause. They're at Pacific. And then you've got your typical Thursday, Saturday slate of games. The two games this week that I'm looking at both involve BYU. Thursday's game, BYU at Gonzaga. Obviously, BYU has come into Spokane and snuck out wins over the last few years. In particular, you think about that team when it was Nigel Williams-Goss year, the year Gonzaga made it to the Final Four, um, where they were undefeated going into the final home game of the year. BYU knocks them off. Uh, that was just one of the couple times BYU's knocked them off in Spokane. Gonzaga's going to have to play well. You know BYU's going to be ready. Coach Pope and his staff always have a, a really good scheme, uh, and he's got those guys playing with a lot of heart, a lot of passion, a lot of purpose. Um, so that's a game to watch. The other one is BYU at USF. So it looks as if BYU has put their stamp on St. Mary's as as being uh, the team to beat in that series. But now USF is looking to creep up into that top three. Who knows, maybe top two conversation. And to do that, you've got to beat the guys that have been there in the past. And obviously GU has been at the top for quite some time. 
But BYU and St. Mary's have been that two, three slot uh, over the last seven, eight years. So if USF can get that win at home on Saturday, um, I think we're really truly looking at a for certain three bid league. And then you're starting to to keep an eye on uh, St. Mary's and seeing what are they going to do after that loss to BYU? Are they going to uh, beat the teams that they need to? And those are, those are the teams right below them in the standings. That would be uh, your Santa Clara's. Uh, That would be uh, Pepperdine. The the games that you have to win on your schedule, you can't have any slip ups this year. uh, If you're in that three and four slot um, wanting to make it to the NCAA tournament as a potential at large bid. So, for the WCC Weekly Recap and Gonzaga Nation SI, we appreciate you checking us out. Go to all of the major social media channels, whether it be TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Uh, you can find more information there. Uh, look out for a couple more show podcasts with Adam Morris and I dropping this week. Um, once again, thanks for joining us, checking us out, and go Zags.